crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. And my name is Dan. Welcome to the show. Episode 116 is upon you, ladies and gentlemen. We're happy to be here. Steve, let's get shit going. Let's get going. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, unfortunately, today, uh, things have been very interesting in my household. A light broke. Dan is trying to make little of it, saying it's no big deal. No big thing. My house is just crumbling to the ground. No big thing. Dan ain't tripping on it. Let's move this thing along. <sighs> okay, right away. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles, let's go ahead and bring out some truth. What it really translates to is that there's a light switch busted at his house. Yes, it is. And he is going to cut the show short mm-hmm. just so you guys can go without another show. Like last week, we're at, what, half an hour short? This week, another half an hour short? We basically owe them an hour. And that's what we're going to give them an hour this weekend, right? No, no, no. They're not giving it to everyone. And that's actually, you're shorting them, if you think about it. Holy, Dan, why do you do these things? Because I'm not a bastard like you, Steve. <laughs> That'd be the first reason. I'm sorry to come out so harsh right out yeah, the gate. What's going on with you? Are you okay? I'm going to ask what's going on with you. I don't feel like you have your priorities in order here. Because <laughs> Steve, literally, you're always home. And this is the only time that we're really borrowing any time from your pre-work schedule. Correct? No, that's not correct, unfortunately. I wish it were correct. Uh, there's other stuff happening right now, but it's not podcast fun. Um, for this time, no. Yeah, uh, but he has a our- he has a wicker basket on his table. Then <laughs> one of the one of the pieces became unwoven, no, <laughs> so he's freaking out. It's a little crazy right now, but but on the podcast days, there's normally nothing happening because I clear the schedule for the podcast days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Today, uh, you know, my I went out, and the funny thing is, your brain makes excuses. Like I hit the button and my brain was like, oh, you must have hit the wrong button for this light. And I looked, I'm like, no, I hit the right button. Oh, you didn't, you didn't hit it right then. That's what your brain tries to be like, no, no, no. We're good. We did something wrong. And it's like, well, and the good thing is, this is really the first thing that's uh, messed up at the house. So I cannot complain. Uh, in, in 10 years, I will, I, I will gladly. I will gla- and especially since I have Mr. Fix It. Dan, I could literally just video conference Dan on how to fix everything. I think you recently did like a garbage disposal, right? Yeah, man. It's called YouTube, though. This stuff's Dude. not born into me. Like, I don't come from a family of, uh, oh, dad's going to fix everything. Dad just threw money at stuff. That's what I well, usually do, which is cool. Is- like, it's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone is mechanically inclined. But, I'm Steve, not. yes, I have been fixing some things. But it's all because of YouTube. YouTube, you can really, like, you could learn anything on YouTube kind of scary well what i could do is i could just video conference you when i get a garbage disposal and be like dude how do you do this sure because i have all the fucking time in the world right i don't have a life yeah. i gotta sit there and help totally. you you're chilling you are chilling enjoying life with the queen and the kids you're making light of my my time not working and i don't appreciate it hey what do you mean not working i'm not working a lot what? that's another story it's not unless it's fine <laughs> fine <laughs> i should be bugging you a lot more than i do I've been working less hours recently, but that's about to change. So yeah, I've been enjoying myself. But that's a wonderful thing. You know what, dude? I can't sit still. I can't. I just can't do it. Like this week, I've been. I've had every opportunity to sit still, but now I cleaned out my garage. 
Oh, nice, dude. I, I started cleaning it, I should say. Oh, okay, okay. What else did I do? Um, did a bunch of cooking, of course. And then, uh, what's that? I did some little bit of uh, exercise, just walking. But, you know, miles. I'm putting miles on my shoes. And what was the other thing I did? I, I was, like, proud of myself. And now I don't remember what the fuck I did. But the, the seven-mile Oh, and I vacuumed my carpets. That's what I, I mean. I, uh, Look at I, this guy. I didn't vacuum. I did that first, of course, but I steam cleaned them is what I'm trying to say. Rug doctor, Damn. steaming mad at dirt. It's free plug. Jesus, dude. So you bought a rug or you already had it? No, I rented it. I should probably just buy one though. Those are good things to have. You ever rug doctored anything before? No. I, well, well, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, considering, yes, I have. Steam Let me ask you carpet. a question. Yes. Do you like vacuuming? Uh, because I, en- I literally enjoy that. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. No. It's very satisfying to me, you know? Like, let me ask you this. What kind of vacuum do you have? Are you able to, is it a shark? Are you able to actually see the contents of what you've picked up after a, a vacuuming session? I can, but it's, a, it's one of those, it's a Hoover that does that. You can see inside, and I, don't, I just don't look. I don't look. Oh, I'm fascinated by that shit. Oh, is that God. weird? Like, I just, yeah, because I want to know. Like, I keep my house pretty clean, dude. And one yeah. vacuum session mm-hmm. reveals so much. Well, so then when you go and you do like a rug doctor and then you pour out the water. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to get, but it's, and also dude, it doesn't take much to make a carpet dirty. It doesn't take much at all. It's just, it just takes a few people to walk on it a few times. Sure. Carpet dirty. Agreed. I, 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 you have a no shoe policy at your house, right? Yeah. It's like partially implemented. We really try. I've really been the one that was against it. Not against it. Not like, you know, I'm not wearing a mask. Not like that. I just, I would forget. I'd come in. Unless I'm working, of course, because I always yeah, take my shoes off. The, of yeah, if, if you're that's working, different. Yeah. But I just mean if I'm like out running around and I, I roll in real quick to, you know, whatever, and then I'm going to go back out again. I usually keep my shoes on, so I'm the bad one. That's not true. But we're all working now, so we have to make, make sure that our shoes come off. Well, we I mean, yeah. In. Now, now I do. Now I uh, before I whenever I worked, I'd make sure my shoes come off come come off like right on the uh, runner. But now I do it in the garage, and I'll just take the shoes off, walk to the house. Um, even, uh, some of now I know some people that take their, uh, that work at the hospital that take off their clothes in the garage. And put I do that. Bag. Really? Well, I don't put them in a bag. I just put them directly into the washing machine, but yeah. Oh, your washing machine is in the garage. Yeah. I don't always do it though. It's only on COVID nights. Sounds like taco night or something like COVID nights every Tuesday, COVID nights. Yeah. I just, uh, I just do that when I have a patient that I've been, if I've been in contact with a COVID patient or if there's one that's sort of, they call them the PUI person under investigation. In other words. I'm not trusting that. I just take my clothes off before I walk in. Call Gail up. I'm like, hey, leave the robe. I have one of those robes. You know those, um, I haven't worked in a year robes. I have one of those. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You pictured it right away when yes, I said it though. I, yeah. I didn't know that. You have one of the uh, the jerk robes? Yeah, it's like a jerk robe. <laughs> it's a bath robe, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's I don't I really do. wear it a lot, but it's good for stuff like that. I need a, I need a solid, <clears throat> like my robe is just entirely too thick. What's wrong with your throat there, buddy? You okay? Dude, because I haven't talked yet. It's all uh, Yeah, I had, but uh, my, my robe is, I got it as a, a gift on, uh, I got it as a gift. Yeah, me too. And it is, it, it is entirely, like it could be freezing cold. And I put that thing on and it's 500. I'm like, I can never wear it. I can never wear this thing. It's just entirely too thick. So I need a normal one. My problem is, is that I put it on and then I don't want to take it off. It's so comfy. So that's really? why I don't wear it. Yeah, because I don't want to turn into the guy that just, I don't want to turn into the dude. Just walking oh, around my house with a fucking robe on the whole time. Are you naked under robe or draws under robe? Oh, no, there's draws. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Depends on the sense. evening, of course. Yeah. Huh? Depends on the evening, of course. Sometimes not. You know what I've been Sometimes doing? Sometimes I'm a, what do they call that? Commando. Here's the weird thing, Drew. And I didn't know how weird this was. Like, right now I got to go, oh, that's another thing. I got to fix my, um, I'm getting a Wi-Fi um, uh, sprinkler system. And so right now I'm going and uh, turning on the sprinkler by hand. Yeah. And I go out in a robe commando underneath and i'm like i wonder if this is not the best idea but then there's no reason not to right i think not what i'm still yeah. I'm, I'm sorry i'm just a little puzzled so you're actually getting wi-fi sprinklers just something yes. that you can operate from your phone uh-huh is that just to be a g i mean what's wrong with just the old school sprinkler system you set the timer you're good because to go. it actually tells you how many gallons have been put in what quadrant you're gonna be doing a lot of math uh, I need it. I need all quadrants to be done equally because uh, my backyard is looking pretty dope right now, and I want to keep it that way, nice and green. Got the I put up the um, the uh, awning, and I did all these things, and so I'm like, I want it to be look crazy dope. I'm about to um, anyway, yeah, and so I want all quadrants to be perfect. So that's I'm gonna get a Wi-Fi sprinkler system, and so on gonna my get phone a- I could look. <laughs> what is the last thing you just said? You went. I'm gonna get a Wi-Fi surface system. No, I said I'm going to get a Wi-Fi sprinkler system. Oh, sprinkler system. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm getting, a, I'm getting the whole thing. So Okay. Every, I just don't want – my goal is to have a smart home, and it's happening slowly but surely. Problem is – You acting dumb? Huh? I like being able – the thing is I can't program my lights to come on when I'm around the corner because Maj is already here, and they'll just come on because of, you know, a sense activity. Right. So that's not going to happen. But, you know, if he, when he goes to college, I'll be able to – when I'm within a certain distance, all the, whatever lights I want to come on will come on. So that's pretty cool. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes. Smart guy mm-hmm. with your smart house. I have a weird issue going on right now. It's, it's, it's one of those things I really shouldn't even bring up, but I'm a little curious. Maybe you can give me the answer. Maybe someone's been through this before. Okay. So normally I, I run everything off of a uh, Ethernet cable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's plugged into the MacBook. Yes. Now... I just wanted to double check that right now, and it's telling me that it is not connected. Yet it is connected, right? Which tells me that maybe the router's out or something. Wait, but con- but we have signal because we're talking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's saying what is saying it's not connected. Your laptop? My laptop saying that there's no connection in the Ethernet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this is not show related. It's just puzzle. I'm puzzled. Is all. I know you can go into the. I know you can go into the um the uh um what is that called you know how you can find out what oh you, it, it looks like a plug your preferences uh no no yeah. no 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 no. it's your um tech on it you're a terminal you can go into the terminal and actually reset your your okay. usb whatever you can go in there and then you could reset it and it will probably read it again right because it is working but you just have to be like hey i need to reset the the actual plug because it's working I don't know if I would do it while you're talking. Yeah, I'm not going to bother. We're good. I'm recording. I would, yeah, I would go in there and I would reset, find out how to go through the terminal, reset your, uh, because all it's doing is not reading. I've heard no, I've heard no robotic voices or anything like that. Sorry to cut you off. Maybe see now the lag starts. See, no, this is a problem. The thing with the Ethernet thing is it's just a solid. It's not a. It's not faster necessarily than Wi-Fi. It's a solid connection. So I don't know even if you. I mean, here's the thing. If you did reset your Ethernet cable, wouldn't your MacBook automatically re- resort to um, Wi-Fi? 
Yeah, it is. It's fine. Everything's fine. I didn't want to take too much time with no, it. I thought not, maybe I, yeah. I thought maybe you'd just be like, yeah, flip the doodad and then you're no, good. But no, now would, we're just troubleshooting. Now it's a now it's like a freaking tech support call to AT&T. No, resetting a everyone probably said reset the port. That's that's what you're going to do because it's just not reading. Just like if you I know you've plugged in your hard drive it drives you crazy. It drives me crazy when it doesn't. And it just doesn't read it. You're like, it's freaking there. What's going on? What's happening right now? My wife, my freaking hard drive's there and it won't read it. Normally it takes the research. I'm hypercritical of any Apple product now because of you. Because you were like, these things do not mess up. They don't. They never crash. No. That's bullshit, Steve. They do. I know, but if they do crash, first of all, they crash less. Secondly, if they do crash, they save your information. Yeah, but you said they never crash. Now you're saying, well, they crash. crash, You're backpedaling. No, the thing what I meant was, uh, because the thing is, you don't mind a computer crashing. What you mind is you losing the stuff you're working on. That's what you really don't like. And you will never have that issue. The only time you'll have that issue is if you have a computer that you drew a Mac Apple on the back of that's really a Windows computer. Mm, yeah, you know, like you're right. I don't think it's ever been a Mac problem losing files. It's always been a software issue or an app issue versus the, the MacBook itself. Also... This last oh we're, we're getting so deep. I this know last, this last sucking today was sucked, dude. This last update for Mac was just not the business. Why are you hating on Catalina, dude? You like Catalina? Nah, what's the big? I don't. <laughs> you know what? I turned I my like system it. on and it works. What What do you want from me? That's very very true. Oh, guess what I found out? What's that? If you ejaculate twenty seven times a month, you lower hey! your risk for uh, you lower your risk for prostate cancer. Well, motherfucker, I'm immortal. Come on, Jay. Let's just come on. Let's... I'm just saying. <laughs> Is that, I don't know, but I don't know, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to live forever. I don't know, G. <laughs> it's been a long COVID session, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to drive out to a field for about 20 minutes, okay? Oh, you in a field? Jesus I'm just kidding. Christ. There's That's no privacy good. in my house. You know, you just got to, you got to get in there when you can, Steve. Well, the weird thing is your house, well, you know what? We were podcasting because your house always seems so quiet to me. Yeah. Well, what do you want? A bunch of people running around acting like Yahoo's while we're recording. You know, I mean, you you say that you you say this as if they act like Yahoo's. When I, we're not recording. I don't hear Yahoo ness. Oh, we are that house. We were talking about that yesterday. We're so loud, and we say so much between the four of us. We say so much ridiculous shit, <laughs> and our windows are open. And I know our neighbors just think we're crazy. That is amazing. Oh, and before we move on to uh, contact news, uh, how's the daughter liking her job? She's liking it. Yeah, she's she's good. good. She's good. she's trying to find her place in the, you know, she's 16. So there's always that factor of finding your place in the social circle. Of course. But so I'm trying to tell her, like, look, you go to work to get paid. All that other stuff is secondary. I don't think that's going to work for a 15, 16 year old girl. Well, I know because I'm using the, you know, a guy in his 40s. Exactly. Exper- life experience and being that's the same thing. Like when you tell people just calm down when when they haven't really worked out their problem yet. It's very yes. easy to say. Yeah, just like you'd be like, oh, it's just a light. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. But go yeah, on with the that's, that's just a light. You're a grown-ass it's really, man. It's really, not, it's really not. And you literally could just turn the breaker off and just come back to it. Being that it's not a bathroom that you regularly use. It is a bathroom I regularly use. My you have two bathrooms in your house, right? I do, but I use my bathroom in my room. You can't just uh, no alter it for a day or no, so? No, no. See, this is it's his like, fault, it's ladies like and gentlemen. at a hotel. <laughs> Enjoy your future, Melissa. <laughs> A lot of life alterations to make. I got to tell you. <laughs> tell you what, man. All right. Contact information, huh? That's what you want? That's what With you're asking of me? Beat by Dan. Beat by Dan, ladies and gentlemen. No, no beats by Dan oh. right now. I have nothing. You know what? Maybe 
Is this the day that we retire the music? No, I want to hear your music. I'm not trying to change the show all up or anything. I'm just saying, like, should I just, maybe I should just start going, hey, yeah, uh, here's, here's the contact information, like at the end of the show. Gee, why wouldn't you just put the, your music, the tracks you made, the hot fire? Because I haven't made anything, Steve. <laughs> That's the thing. Say, once you do, we'll, we'll, we'll retire. Once you make the hot fire, we're going to retire the other stuff forever. Hot fire. I had some tacos the other evening from a strange restaurant. Uh-oh. I experienced hot fire. See, why do you do that? And not the good way, sir. Why do you do that? I remember last time I showed up to your, your job, you were just like, I don't feel well. I'm like, why? No, you called me. I was like, why? He's like, I just went to this. You went to like Shop and Rob. Yeah. And I made a, a mistake. Freaking- Jeez. I made, what? I bought liquor store food. It's my uh, fault. Not food. What did you get? I'm, liquor okay. store what? <laughs> I also bought a burrito from the liquor store. Oh, dude. And you know what? Without saying anything, there wasn't a Mexican in sight. That's all I'm saying. I and think wh- there's something to the burrito. I think you need to, I think, I think Mexicans make Mexican burrito. Mexican style burrito is the best. Where and you if you tread food? away from that, you run the risk of being sick or disappointed, something. Where did you buy this taco? These tacos? I'm not going to slander these good folks. Okay, it's I'm not their they, fault that they were, can't make burritos. They're just trying were, to were sell their goods. No, they were not. They were not Hispanic. God damn it. It's my yeah, own like, fault. Go on. Go on. You live right. and you learn, right? But what made you buy and eat this food? I was hungry, Steve. Oh, you couldn't go anywhere else? No, I was running out. You know what it was? I was hungry and I was strapped for time. And it was a split decision thing. Walked in oh. to get a water. I'm just going to get a water. Walk in. Oh, what's that? Hey, that looks like something I eat regularly. Well, let's time out. Let's talk. Okay, you walked into <laughs> a, this was not a taco shop. Welcome to episode 116. This was not a taco shop? I just fucking told you, you, you. We've had this conversation. You know this. It's a liquor store. It's not a fucking taco no, shop. No, I'm talking about where you got your tacos from in the first, the recently. Oh, recently. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. switching things around. No, 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 I'm saying recently. No, was it, no, it was, it was a, no, it wasn't like it, the food was bad. The food was really good. Salsa oh, was super oh, hot. And it did yeah, something to me that it normally does not do. That, it's the same thing it does to me normally then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You did. You have to dab, dab, G. You got to dab. Fire. You got <laughs> <laughs> to get that bedizzle, bro. Oh, yeah. How's that thing working out for you? I threw it away. Yeah, I knew you would. It's too much pressure. Yeah, you think? Oh, wait, 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 wait. You threw the bidet away, the the uh-huh. the one you plug in, and you're still using that stupid douche nozzle thing. Uh huh. Shut up! You have not used it. No, I'm dead serious. I have used it. And how many times have you used it regularly? Uh, no, like seven times. You drop a douche regularly every day? Oh, dude, twice a day. What are you talking? Okay, about? yeah, me too. I'm maybe I'm four times a day. That's not true. I don't like to brag. You're not four times. No, it's possible. It's possible. But anyway. Oh, anyway. But I would say. So you've used it seven times total, or would that make it like. Total. 14 times. Total. Yeah, what a waste of money. No, but I would say it's, it's a perfect, because the thing is, the other one was a gift, which was dope, but it didn't work that well. It turns out you should spend good money on a bidet. You can't just get these attached to your toilet, $40 joints. You should get a toilet with it. I was watching a video on bidets, believe it or not. Not recently, but when we were talking about bidets. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that they all shoot water out like that. I think no. you might have been I think you might have been hasty, is what I'm saying. I think no, you might have thrown away a perfectly good bidet. Um, I think what it is is some you can control the power 
and that's all you need. But the ones you can control the power are 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 a little bit more pricey. But I would just buy a toilet that has it. Problem with the toilets that have them, those things take up a lot of room, dude. Like if you don't have a fairly sized toilet area, it's not a good idea because those things are bigger than most toilets. They're big. So I I just but you should get up. Everyone in America should have a bidet. I mean, it's just we don't do it correctly. Hey, Even remember like, when we were all worried about toilet paper a couple months ago? Dude, wasn't that crazy? Now there's just toilet paper everywhere. I went into a CVS. Remember when we couldn't find hand sanitizer? This yeah. shit was like falling off of the everywhere, shelf. Dude. Everywhere. Everywhere. Not to um, say I'm one of those guys that said this was all a hoax. But see, people, that's why you just got to fucking chill out every once in a while and ride the wave. Don't get crazy. Stop watching movies about, you know, pandemics when there's a pandemic going on. In retrospect, well, I've learned a lot over this, this COVID season. Steve. What'd you learn? What'd you learn? I've just learned that, uh, uh, first of all, I hate being home all the time, but also chill a little bit, just chill a little bit. Okay. You don't need to, you don't need to hoard stuff. You know, you don't need to fucking buy up every glove in town or every mask in town. It's all going to work out and it's working out fine. And, and and would you say that are, you're still masking up though everyone? Out of yeah yeah I mean definitely out of safety but mostly out of courtesy. Like if I put it this way, this is what I mean by that. Like if I'm going to run into a store really quickly, let's say I pull up to the store. Let's say it's I don't know. Let's just say it's like like a convenience store, liquor store, Seven Eleven, something like that. And I you know how like you can look and see who's in because there's big glass windows everywhere, right? So yeah. if it's just me and the cashier. I still feel like it's a courteous thing, even though they have yes, a little splash guard. It's a courtesy thing. That's of all. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So yes, I'm still wearing masks and I have to wear them for, for work too. Do you wear them going to the market? Yeah. I wear them any place that I'm, yeah. Like I actually feel bad. There's been a couple of times where I left in haste and forgot my mask and I had to turn back around again. So I tried they're... walking into a store with like doing the Zorro thing where I'm just pulling my collar, <laughs> pulling my collar over my, my face. That doesn't really work. And people give you looks. Well, I know say, uh, th- it's funny because Save Mart, I ran into Save Mart and someone didn't have a mask on. And then I was leaving and I saw a security guard there. And I'm like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? Oh, like, Save Mart doesn't give a fuck. You didn't stop that person. It literally says on the front window. Yeah. You have to have a mask. If you're in the front, I thought you were there to enforce said mask policy. I don't have the actual literature in front of me, obviously, because it's in, in a store window. But I think you need to pay closer attention to the shoulds and shalls. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You That's should cool. have a mask on when you come in as opposed to you shall have a mask on. You say you shall. That's it. Sorry, buddy. It says shall. Gavin Newsom's talking about making it a California-wide requirement because <sighs> of the spike is happening. He's like, okay, so apparently you guys can't do it by your, you know, it was, we thought you would just do it. Yeah. We thought you would just do it to live and people aren't like it. I know a, uh, our local gym no one wears a mask. Like you oh. can, you, you wear it to check in and then you take it off to go work out. Did you, have you done that yet? Nope. I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to even, no one has, a, you don't have to wear a mask inside. Yeah, but you can. You can, but that It's not like the virus is going to go don't. crawl up your ass or something like that. I think that I've learned, especially working around now, you know, someone might go, that's preposterous. But as a healthcare professional working around so many COVID patients, I realize that there's a need for caution and everything, but at the same time, I truly feel like a mask and proper hand washing and not touching my face is going to be fine in any type of environment. 
But you, but you might have already gotten it though. But then again, I might not have. True. Okay. Here's the thing. If I, my thing is like, if people are, it's already known that if you huff and puff, you're more likely to, they're like, yeah, it's, it's a respiratory situation. And if I'm around a bunch of knuckleheads and they said, you don't even have to wipe down your bench. I'm like, what am I, why would I go? Like, why would I go when you have these, you know, if you want to do this, I'm like, no, I'm good. Until you bake, because there are gyms that have a solid policy where like, look, if you don't do this, you're going to have to go. GB3 ate that place, G. There are certain gyms you can go to where they have a solid thing in line, but that place is not that place. You can wipe down your binges, and if they see that you didn't, some people will do it for you. But most of the time, you know, you just might be lying on someone's nastiness. I'm good, dog. But I will go in November. I decided November is my month. Why November? Because hopefully by then the numbers start going down. Because right now they're just skyrocketing again. So you're just setting a, a, it's not necessarily. Arbitrary date. No, it just makes me feel better. Because if by November it skyrockets again, guess what it's going to be? It's going to be February. But at least I have a month I'm looking forward to. I mean, like, because if I, right now I say, when numbers start going down, my brain thinks, oh, that could be freaking, who knows how long. But if I'm like November, I'm like, all right, check it back in November. See what happens. You know, I have enough equipment here. Well, you know, I have a little bit more coming, but uh, I have enough that, you know, I can do good dumbbell workouts here. So I'm okay. good. All right. That's fair. What about the movies? Regal opens back up July 10th. Yeah, boy. It's you going? Chilling. You're not going? I'm going. Hell no. I'm going. Gee, no one's going to have a mask in that place. I will. I mean, hey, dude, I think it's good that people are going to go. That's more about it to them. Put it this way. I'm not going to be going day one because we've already talked about our small town mentality here and everyone shows up and camps out and all that. No, I'm going to give it a few days. I'm not going to be pounding down the door to get into the theater. But when I go, I think I'm going to go at, like late at night. I'm going to go to the last showing. Yeah, but what if uh, the, the whole – my thing is I think it's going to be – it's wonderful people are going to go. Yeah, I'm going to test the waters is what I'm saying, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to wait until, because right now, as soon as it opens for the first few months, people are going to be clamoring in there because they've been waiting for so long to go to the movies. They're going to be jamming in there. So I I don't see myself going anytime, especially where, to the one that I like so much, that's going to always be packed. And they're putting a buffer seat between everybody, which is cool. I just don't think it's enough for me to say. And if there's a buffer seat between everybody at the one I love, there's already good space between if you take somebody with you, you're literally like four or five feet away from your date. <laughs> you're like, what the crap are we doing? Are you having a good time? <laughs> it's, it's lovely. Like the, Thank you. Like, it's like the Batman scene with Hell Girls. He's like, how do you like the food? It's like, yeah, we're across the. Would you care for some popcorn? <laughs> Just throw, throw a piece in my mouth. Gee, so what's the point? Unless you're going by yourself. And I'll probably there, go by myself. Well, what movie are you looking forward to? I, uh, uh, Tenet's the one you're looking forward to, right? I, sure. Sure. I just want the cinematic experience again. I'm not going to go for like uh, the new Tiffany Haddish movie. You know what I'm saying? It's going to have to be something that's really worth my while to go see. No offense, Tiffany. I'm just using you because. Man, under the bus, I did. I did. I tell you, she's, she still has work to do, Steve. She's Whew. not there yet. Well, technically, she probably doesn't have work to do for the rest of her life. That's point. possible. That's possible. <laughs> she That's is possible. a multi-millionaire. Yeah, but she's not done. She's not done. Maybe. I don't know. 
I would be done. I make seven million. I'm calling it. I would bounce. But then you're around other people. Your circle changes though. You make seven million dollars. You're rich. But then you go around other people that have. Like oh, I made fourteen. Exactly. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, 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 okay. I'll make <laughs> one more movie. And then <laughs> that would be me know, too. Of course. And then you're just like, okay, I got twenty million dollars. And then you're around the rock. Asks you to come over for dinner, and you're like, how much did you make last year? And next thing you know, Dan's back up and like, okay, oh, he's it's done. He's going to be always shooting for that random. I know, but I, I, the thing is, I heard a musician say that they have a number and their number was $7 million. And like for $7 million, you could live like a king off the interest. And then they're done. I said, that's a solid number. They know what their number is. Other people do not know what their number is. The Rock definitely doesn't know what his number is. There's no way that dude has a number. Hey, speaking of The Rock, and I'm not going to take this anywhere political, just this one question I'm going to ask you. I'll start off with a story. So yesterday I'm walking and decided to listen to, um, of all things, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking to that dude, Jocko. You know what I'm talking about? Jocko? Yes. Yes. So Jocko's on there. And if you want to hear the interview, fine. It's actually pretty good. I will say it's very interesting. I don't listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. I don't really care for Joe Rogan, but on occasion he does have good guests. So I'm listening and I won't even talk about anything that they talk about except for one thing that was brought up. And I'm just curious what you think. In this political climate, would you, if, if for so, let's just say just out of the blue, and I realize there are some logistics here that don't work out, but just humor me, okay? And if not, we'll just go to the next four years from now. But let's just say out of the blue, Dwayne The Rock Johnson decides to run for president as an independent. Are you voting for him? No. I was just wondering, do you think that he has what it takes to be a president? No. I mean, okay. I'm saying I'm not saying I do. I'm just asking. No, I'm saying when I say does he have what it takes? Uh, since Trump is president, everyone on the face of the planet has what it takes. We know technically, quote yeah. unquote, anyone that's above a certain age has. Yeah. But I'm saying does he have the what I would like to see in a president? No. No, he doesn't have the acumen that I would I would prefer to see. Now, if it now a lot of it depends on who he's running against saying will you will you vote for him? A lot of that depends on who he's running against. Okay, so let's go back to my current scenario. Even with the, like, I'm talking Trump, Biden, and Johnson. Are you voting for Biden still? This isn't political. I'm just, it's just a conversation. No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not voting for for, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, I'm just wondering. Again, I'm not saying I am. Oh, I know. Or I would. Yeah, I know. It was just this hypothetical thing that came up and I was thinking about it. I'm I'm like, it sounds good in a conversation because, you know, they were saying how he's charismatic and he mm-hmm. listens and he definitely has a tone during times of woe where he'll address the public. And he does have that kind of thing going on. But as far as a politician goes, no, I have I know nothing about what he knows. I personally I, wouldn't. I mean, it's just I, it was just in, in, the way that I'm not really doing justice to this, but it was the way that they brought this up. I'm like, hmm. No, I still wouldn't. But I'm curious what Steve would think. I'm fairly, uh, I'm 100% sure you brought it up better than Joe Rogan did. I may, I'm 100% sure you made it more interesting than Joe Rogan did. No, it's, it was an, listen, it was an interesting interview. I'm not telling people to go and start listening to Joe Rogan. If you like Joe Rogan, then listen. But he's really not my cup of tea. Just every once in a while, he'll have someone on that I want to, to listen to. And listeners that like Joe Rogan, please email and tell me why specifically. I just got to know. Well, I'm telling you as the one that I'm not even considering myself a full on listener, but I'm telling you for me, it's the, it's his guests. And I'm curious. I, I like to hear things like Bill Burr was on there recently. Loved what Bill Burr did. Loved Checked the his clip. Ass quick. I saw the clip. 
Yeah, but and it was that, just a I clip. Like, That's enough, I, actually, right? That's I wanted to listen to more to see like if that was how the dynamic was going to go, but it wasn't at all. I mean, they're just two comedian friends that are talking. Yeah, they're buddies. But, they're but buddies. I really did like that Bill Burr shut his ass down super quick. Yeah, and he didn't even really get political with it. It was just like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here with a medical, no medical degree listening to you. And and the video is really what makes this like. Because Joe (laughs) is not used. He's used to being able to steer the conversation. to. I know. But I'm saying that particular clip watching Joe Rogan in that right at that moment was a very good timestamp of what we're dealing with. Because he's like, I'm not going to listen to you with no medical degree sitting there in front of an American flag, smoking a cigar like it was just a very pompous like and you could yeah. tell that he was wanting to have that kind of discourse like just just for the fucking sake of yeah, he doesn't consider it serious at all he just is like oh you know it's like it's a nothing to him because it really doesn't affect him yeah but i i found it very interesting when he said sitting in front of the american flag i was like oh that's a very interesting adding uh, add on that bill burr had i think that's uh yeah that i liked it about where he bill burr was not like he still has uh, bill burr a decade ago was way different. Something happened in the last decade where it it's he's a different person now. He's not um I don't know if it's his marriage. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Nia. But whatever happened, he is a different person nowadays. You know what I'm saying? He is he is still that grump, but he is also there's certain things he brings up I'm like, "What? Bill Burr said that? That's weird." He used to just be this, all of it's bull crap. Oh, none of it's real. Oh, whatever. Now he's just like, no, the crap is for real. This is this. This is real. This is that. I'm like, oh, having a child and getting married changes the way you approach life. Of course it does. Of course it does. Sure, it changed you. Oh, yeah, for sure. When he had that baby, dude, everything is like, he don't even, he's different. But it was before that. I think it was just maybe just getting older, passing 50. I don't know. But he's just not. He, he makes a lot of sense now. Listen, I'm not saying I'm one of those people that makes a lot of sense, but I will tell you, getting older, you definitely start. And I'm and listen, what are you, six years younger than me? Something like that? Like three. No, I believe you're six. Anyway, I'm very curious to see where your head is in six years. That's a good that's gonna be I've changed. Question. That's gonna be you know, you know what's funny? What's changed me so in the last month? And this is so, oh, I don't even know what I'm going to say because everybody's going to write in and be like, yeah, you idiot. Of course it's going to change me. Please do. Whatever it is. Please write Here in. Here we go. All right. The only thing that's changed me is um, reading. That's it. That's it. That what, that you're reading now? Yeah, that's it. Reading books that I would have never read before. Has changed your mindset or it's just a, something that you now enjoy that you didn't before? Changed my, the, one book changed my, my whole idea of, it changed a lot. Like I normally, since you have no... At my job, you can read like two books a week. And so I'm able to read like two books a week. And uh, uh, one book, you know, though, ever so often you read a book that you put it down, you're like, oh my God. It's been a minute, but yes. You're like, that was a game changer. So ever so often- What was the book? Care to share? uh, I've never read the, a bunch of people I probably have, but I was, uh, Michael, my brother-in-law, he referred me to The Alchemist. And The Alchemist- just was for me it's so easily read you could just blow through it and it was called and it's it's a story by at the end you could apply it to your life it's a and it's a story that takes bits of other stories you know that sprinkle in little little vignettes of different stories and makes this long tra- this long uh 
it's this long story about a dude's and what it is is a guy's mission to find his legend. And you know what they mean by his legend is he's like, remember when you were a kid and you knew what you wanted to do? That was your legend. He said, life comes in between you and your legend. And by the time you're old, you just settle into something else because you're like, oh, that was just childish dream. And you just deal with being a normal individual doing the job you have right there. You know, I'm like, I'm in. And a kid finally is like, I'm. And then there's one quote where he says, he's like, there's a person that's the shepherd and a person that's the shopkeeper. The shopkeeper always wanted to be a shepherd. But what changed his mind were the way the people looked at shopkeepers and the way they looked at shepherds. He would rather be looked at wonderfully than to follow his legend. I said, oh my God. <laughs> like little, and that's like one paragraph. And I'm like, oh my God, that's everyone. You're like, There's a whole like, other book left? That's what I was saying. I was like, oh my God. And it's like, yeah, everyone, so many people do that. They're like, well, I, you're a doctor. Good. Did you always want to be a doctor? Well, no, I wanted to be an artist. What, what changed that? Well, you know, you got to, you know, you got to come into reality. And it just follows this kid where he's like, I'm following my legend. And everything that gets in his way and something happens, and instead of freaking out, he's like, oh, maybe I was supposed to run into this person. So instead of going straight there, let me follow this person and learn some stuff. And so he follows that person and things happen. And he's like, then something else happened. He's like, well, instead of going toward my legend, maybe this was supposed to happen too. So let me see what I can learn from this. And it's a series of instead of getting bumped away, He's like, wait a minute, everything's going to lead me because what the theory is, is like, once you decide to follow what you're meant to do, the universe will converge to make sure that it happens. If you're really trying to do it. Now, once you give up and just say, I'm just going to do a regular job. Well, then fine. Do that. That's great. Okay. You decided to do that. But if you really want to follow your dream, really want to follow your dream, you will get to the point where you're looking back and be like, I'm so glad I didn't become a shopkeeper. Wherever you end up, you're like, I'm glad I didn't do that, though. My friends, all my friends were going to be doctors. I'm the one that's not. But Lord have mercy, look at their lives. What's this book called again? The Alchemist. The Alchemist. I know what. Maybe I can borrow that from you? Uh, well, I got it from. No, no, no. I got it. Um, if you go to Libby, you can download it onto your iPad. I read it through my iPad. Mm. So, yeah. Digital. You, know, you know, Libby is free. What is Libby? Libby is a, a it's every, like, say you have a library card in Fresno. I need to get a library card in LA though. I'm gonna try to borrow Angie's. Whatever book is in the Fresno library, you now have digitally. Really? You just download it to your phone. And then you're like, would you like to, when you're done reading, you're like, would you like to send it back now? You're like, yeah, sure. And they'll say, also say, do you want it an audio version? So you can be like, I could listen to it. And then when I'm, when I can't listen anymore, or if I don't feel like listening anymore, I'll stop where I'm at and I'll go back to the book and read it. And then if I have to get up and go, I'll just start listening to it again. So you never stop. Here's a quick question. Yeah. Because, and I'm being serious about this for people that maybe want to read more books, but they just don't, they just don't. I'm one of those people. Like, what's your technique when you're perusing for a book? Like, what are you looking for? Do you know what you're looking for? Especially when they're digital. See, for me, like, I know I'm not letting you answer the question, but let's let's say I went to Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. I walk into Barnes and Noble. I have to know what I'm looking for. I have yes. to have some sense of what I'm looking for. Otherwise, it's like walking into a Marshall's for me. And then oh, maybe totally. some people can relate to that. To me, that's just anxiety from hell. Totally. Barnes and Noble does not do that to me. But still, I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> Where do I go now? Oh, look, action figures. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, totally. So like when you're looking for a book digitally, are you searching self-help or, or 
Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, how it, do you, what do you do? What I'll do is normally like a, I'll, I'll probably go to an author. I know I like, okay. I got, I got lucky, you know, or I'll ask Porsche or Michael or someone like that. and be like, Hey, what's a good book that you think your brother would like? And they'll be like, try this. And, or it, like, there's a person named Randall Monroe, um, that I would pray. Like, if you're like, I want to read a book, I would just send you to Randall Monroe. Cause what Randall Monroe does is he has a book called what if, and I'm like, this is Dan.com. And what he does is he's an ex-NASA scientist and what, and, and uh, he knows physics like the back of his hand. And someone will be like, what if everyone on the, and someone, you send him a million questions. And one person was like, what if everyone, like, what if two people were on the planet? Un, they know that two people are on the planet by themselves and they're immortal. Mm. How long would it take for them to randomly walk, run into each other? And he breaks it down scientifically. He's like, well, let's see here. And he tells you how long it would take for them to randomly encounter each other. Or it'll be like, how, uh, if everyone jumped at the same exact time, what would happen? Or, and there was one who was like, if every drop of raindrop fell down in one drop, what would happen? And, and some of them, I was just like, I know the answer. Cause he's like, what if a batter tried to hit a ball going 90% the speed of light? I was like, I know what happened. The ball would just fly by. No. He was like, it would destroy everything within a mile area. Let me tell you why. And he breaks down. He's like, first, this would happen. And he breaks it down over the series of a chapter. And I was like, this is a damn thing. Cause it would just suck. It would be like, oh, I'm all these what if questions. I've always like, I never even wondered that, but now I'm in. Tell me what would happen. And he just breaks it down. And he has a website that he actually uses stick figures to show you as a scientist. Be like, let me break it down so it's easier for you to digest. I'm telling you. So that's a person I would say, if you want to read a little more, go to him. Now, if someone else is like, I want a, more of a theoretical book, I would say, well, you probably want to read something like The Alchemist. If someone's like, I want a horror novel, I would probably tell, tell him to go see, you know, read Joe Hill. He's not as expansive as his dad, but he is like, it's an easy read. Like, oh, you'll fly through this horror book. It's not as, like, Stephen King is just way too. He's just, he'll spend 18 Paid or 18 uh, chapters on what the grass is like on the front lawn of a person's house. <laughs> yeah, he's the equivalent of driving through Los Angeles for me. You know what I mean? Like, you're all right, we're cruising. We got good speed going on. Then uh, we're going to be stuck here for 45 minutes for no reason whatsoever. It drives me bonkers. And so I would say go to Joe Hill. His all son, right. His good for you. Fantastic. So, yeah, everyone that. Like when someone asks, I will, anyone that, that says, Hey, what do you think I should pick up? I'm lucky enough to know if I know what they're into, I can get them something that would actually be like, Oh, you're not going to put this down. I know that person do not. I hate when people are like, sit down, force yourself to read it. No, don't do that. Find a book you can't put down. That's the goal. And people, comic books are reading. Yeah, I agree. Don't sit there and be like, well, you read a graphic novel. That's not real. Yes, it is. It also makes you fire off certain synapses that you don't when you're reading. You're actually looking at things. You're trying to digest these pictures. And, and so that's also reading. So if someone wanted a graphic novel, I'd also send them a certain way. But Dan, you strike me as a reader, though. I like to read. I just don't. <laughs> that's the honest truth. It's like I, I just can't seem to find enough time for myself to really read a book. That's really what it is. And that's not even a good answer because, yeah, I could, I could, you know, stop doing A to do B kind of thing. But I don't know. I used to be a reader. I used to read all the time. And I really would like to get back to it. I just, I don't know. I just haven't lately, dude. My mind's going too many different directions. Well, the, Libby is perfect for you. If someone in your 
in your house has a library card. If no one has a library card, you can't. But if you do have a library card, it automatically is like, okay, welcome to Libby. And anything you want, you can just have. What's that app? I think there's an app, Steve, called, I believe it's called Canopy. And if you have a library card, you put your library card into this app and it allows you to stream movies. And from what I understand, I know this is this is a somewhat old news, but I do remember hearing this, that I believe they have all of the A24 movies there. You can just, you know, at will, just rent them. And what? Stuff. Yeah. Canopy. No, I don't need, is I think that it's true. I think it's C-A-N-O-P-Y, just like it's spelled. Yeah. It was true. If it's not still in existence, then it really was true. I think it was Brian that was talking about that. Pretty sure. I like how you say Brian. Brian. Jesus. That was, I think it was Brian. Brian. <laughs> that weird? I think it was Brian that talked about it. Hey, Brian. Are you listening? I don't even know if you're listening anymore, Brian. What the crap is that all about? Brian and Jeffrey. Brian. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, don't oh, you, Jeff. Oh, Jeffrey. Okay, Mr. Franklin System. Quit talking shit. <laughs> all right, let's get to the context. All right, let's do it. Hi, everyone. How's it going? My name is Dan, and I have some information for you. You may have heard this before, but maybe it's the first time you're listening, and you need to know these things. So, without further ado, here I go. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter all day long. Hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. Do us a favor. Go to our website. Check it out. It's lovely. One of these days it will improve, but for now it'll do just fine. www.heroesofnoise.com. There you can subscribe to the show, listen to our friend shows, uh, buy merch, leave us voicemails. By the way, where are the voicemails at? Just wondering. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but we asked. And, and uh, Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Leave us a voicemail, would you? But yeah, you can do all of that there. And also you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. And there we would like you to leave us iTunes reviews. Okay. It's very important for us. That's all. I'm not going to pound it into you today. I'm just going to say these are the things that you need to know. Welcome to Heroes of Noise. If it's your first time listening, don't hold it against us. All right. Anyway, I'm going to turn it back to Mr. Steve Hudson. Steve, do your thing. Listeners, I need to beg something of you. You've heard us wax poetic on light fixtures. Wax poetic about random books we read and the amount of times Dan uses the restroom on a daily basis. Three to four. If you like what we're talking about, Dan, is there a way they could let us know that they like what we're talking about? Yeah, literally just said all of those things, Steve. I know, but I want to I want to reiterate. <laughs> and there's a reason there's a reason why. You know what I never hit on is that it did you ever do you, do you say the whole it lifts are like when you google us we'll come up first in itunes that's a big deal <laughs> that's a big deal i hate bugging people for this stuff but if you've listened to the show you like what we do and you support our show please leave us an itunes review because please. steve just said it so eloquently go ahead steve hit it one more time here's the thing if you put give us a five-star review the more reviews we get on a certain day whenever even a certain week it's going to yeah. help our search function if you yeah. search us we're going to automatically bump up um, cause the thing is the new, the new, and obviously we're not new, but whenever you start a podcast, if you get immediately a bunch of reviews, you're going to get on the new and no, news and new and noteworthy, noteworthy because <laughs> yeah. what was it again? Uh, yeah, no new and no, noteworthy. <laughs> I never, it's funny that I can't say that new and noteworthy. You deserve that one because they have so many, uh, brand new reviews. And so if you give us a review, we will actually come up when you look up entertainment and all that kind of stuff. So please do it. It'll be fun. Yeah, come on. Give us a good old review, a good old five-star saying we're dope. Get a mug up in this pee. You'll feel good about yourself. 
You'll yes. feel like you've done something for, for almost like a friend. I know we don't really know a lot of you, but we're consider us friends. We're here for you every week. What's that? I, 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 I don't know what to do. With these people, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do I get them to do this? I don't know. It's almost like I need to like sell my soul to the devil or something like that to get this to actually happen. Well, let's do that. I think we could do that. Don't you have, don't you, hold on. Isn't that, I know, okay, when I first met you, mm-hmm. you had said something interesting about a relationship with the man. I mean, I, I've met the man. I don't know him well. He's kind of uncomfortable to talk to. Um, you ever have those uncles that just sort of say the wrong thing all the time? He's kind of that he, guy. He, he, he kind of got, I mean, look, maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe you don't know how to talk to the Lord of Darkness. So you're saying you know, you know how? I'll tell you what. Please. Okay. Well, listen. I didn't really want to do this right now. I, because if people are listening for the first time, they're going to think that we're satanic, evil, perhaps. But you got to understand something. This is just something that I found when I moved into my house uh-huh. back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Everything was going fine. Yeah. And I was just putting stuff away, putting things in the right place so I can have the optimum amount of storage space is really what I'm getting at. And one day I just happened to see this little door in my garage. And I'm like, what is this? I never noticed this before. And I thought it was going to be like the water heater because it was about the size of a water heater door. Yeah. I open it up. And listen, you're not going to believe me when I say this, people, but I found a portal. I found a fucking portal. And I've seen a lot of movies, Steve. I've seen Stargate and any other kind of movie where you're not sure what's on the other side of that. Well, one day. The wife was out of town. The kids were out of town. I started drinking and it's not, it's not a, you know, I don't recommend doing that, but that's exactly what happened. I started drinking, drank a little bit too much. And I decided I was going to challenge the portal. I was going to go and see what happens. So I go over to this portal. I open up the thing and it's, you can picture it like a wormhole thing. You know what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. It's like picture lots of reds and yellows and things like that. He's losing, by the way, Dan's losing a lot of black points because I mean, come on, go on. Say what? You're losing a lot of black points. Because my portal? Because you're entertaining this portal. Yeah, well, you know, I did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, black people. It's just, it was, just consider this a curiosity thing, you know? All my, all my black friends I, out there. I wonder what that is. <laughs> hey, I, first of all, first of all, you got to understand something. I didn't even know what was on the other side of that thing. So I understand. Yeah, you got to find out. I had no understanding of what was there. So I don't know if I would lose black listeners because... Yes. Of curiosity. Okay. Well, you know what? Be that as it may, this is what happened. So yes. I go drunk as shit. And I okay. decided just to go ahead and put my finger, just, just my index finger, just in there just a little bit. And I felt heat. I'm like, what the hell is that? I went a little bit further. It got hotter, but guess what happened? I brought my hand back out again and there was, it was fine. At least I think it was fine. So long story short, ladies and gentlemen, I decided to go ahead and just step through completely. Ended up in the bowels of hell. The seventh circle of hell actually is where I ended up. And I met this guy there. Uh, maybe, maybe you know him. His name is uh, Beelzebub. Satan was. I actually met the Prince of Darkness, Steve. Holy cow! It was scary. I'm scared of him. Uh, I don't believe in his uh, policies, but we were able to have a conversation. Yeah. So I went back a couple of times because the first time what happened was I dropped my wallet, okay. so I had to go back and get my wallet. And then he borrowed five bucks off me, so I had to go back and get the five bucks. So in those times, we actually established a bit of a rapport. It's one of those keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer kind of thing. So I thought I would just extend the offer for him to come onto the show and we could talk with him. Problem is I only have one microphone. So do you mind talking to this man and maybe carrying the interview? 
Look, look, look. I've talked to evil people in my day. Mm-hmm. Prince of Darkness ain't going to be much different. All right. Well, for me to do this, uh, hold on. I'm going to have to actually disconnect the microphone. Just bear with me, okay? okay. All right. So now, all right, I'm walking to the garage. Mm-hmm. Door open. Oh, sorry about that. I meant to open the door. Oh, shit. It's like pulling away. <clears throat> all right. Are you ready? Rock and roll. This is always a little uncomfortable for me. Shake it back. All right, here we go. Stepping through and... Okay, Steve, I'm here. Uh, It's a little darker than normal today. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but you may be able to hear there's... Well, there's there's hell going on around me here. Um, Let me see if I can... There he is. Satan! What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm back. He's here. All right, he's coming, Steve. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. What's up, man? Good to see you. Don't tell anybody I said that. Yeah, so his name's Steve. Hello. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, big dog? (laughs) You you can call me Satan if you'd like. You can call me the Prince of Darkness. You can pretty much call me anything. Don't call me late for dinner, though. <laughs> is that joke still relevant? I haven't been up to Earth in a while, so I don't know if that joke's still relevant. Um, I have to say, man. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks I a am, lot. You're not one of the. You're not one of the interviews that I'd ever thought I'd get. Yeah, who knew, right? Who knew? I, I, who knew? Now, I don't get me wrong, Steve. I've been keeping tabs on you, sir. You're a good man. You lead a very straight and narrow life. So the fact that you would actually take time out of your day to talk to me, I'm pretty grateful for that because I don't really, I know, I know Ramirez was talking to you earlier, by the way, that kid, by the way, keep your eye on that kid. He's going to do something special one day. Let's just say he signed a contract. (laughs) Fuck, dude. That, I mean, hold on. I didn't sign any fucking contract, bro. All right. Yeah. You keep telling yourself that. (laughs) <laughs> See, here's a question. I got a question. It seems like you're kind of winning right now. Winning. Can I say, I mean, considering coronavirus, I mean, was Trump... Thanks for noticing that, by the way. That was my invention. That Trump thing was slick. I mean, I got to give you props, man. We never thought it would happen. Okay, here's the crazy part about that. I have no responsibility for Trump. He's just this weird anomaly that happened. In fact, I think that fucker's trying to take my job. Is he really? I think so. That's the case. But, you know, that's the thing is that he th- people think that they can do a lot of stuff. It's just easy to step into the role of the Prince of Darkness. But no, no, no. Were you an angel? No, you weren't an angel. And he's never been an angel, Steve. And I just don't think that he's the right guy for this. But anyway, fuck that guy. There's a lot worse things going on in the world right now. I'm glad that you guys have all met my associate coronavirus, though, because he's really been doing a stand-up job. In fact, he's been doing such a stand-up job that I'm actually going to give him a promotion. He's handling all that by himself now. Like, the Earth used to be divided amongst, like, four different people, four different separate demons. And uh, we've actually cut them loose due to budget restrictions and things like that. The coronavirus doesn't just affect people on Earth. It affects us, too, because you're not going out enough. So there's less crime being committed. There's less murder being committed. There's just not enough room for people to get evil enough to come down here. So we actually had to cut funds. So they're all gone now. And I've decided, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. 
The coronavirus is running shit on the earth now. That's who you need to answer to. Don't worry about Trump or, or Biden or any of those people because they're a bunch of fucking jokes. Coronavirus is going to be the way. That's going to be the way of the future. That is amazing. And the thing is, we're getting brand new news from you right now because you've never been. If I got to get it clear, you've never been on another podcast. This is your first podcast. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Known. This is the first time I've been on one. I, I told Rogan I was going to go on his, but oh. yeah, he's kind of a dick. You know, I know he's mine eventually. We're going to spend a lot of time together uh-huh. in the future because this guy apparently thinks that it's not. This is the best part. Like, I know my man, coronavirus, put a lot of time into grooming the virus to go up and do what it needs to do. I don't understand why Joe Rogan thinks that I'm just some kind of a pushover. I'm going to allow this guy to make a mockery of my new agent, my right-hand man, if you will, coronavirus. So he's walking around. He's not wearing masks. Spoilers. We'll be seeing a lot of him real soon. You know, speaking of seeing a lot of him real soon, I, I, I'm wondering, because I, I don't know, I don't know if hell gets a bad rap. I know that there's, I've always been taught that it was a lot of burning, gnashing of teeth. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, and can you is. tell us a little bit, can you tell us a little bit what hell, because I, I don't think that you would have fun down there if you're just, if that's all that's happening. Can you kind of give us a run through? You know, someone dies, they go to you. What does it look like? What is the, what oh, is you're the, asking for like the whole protocol once they yes, get here and all that? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. It's kind of boring. It's very textbook, but sure, why not? I'll entertain that. So let's just say that you happen to do something real bad and you come down to see your good friend Satan. I'm here waiting for you, but the thing is, is that I'm not going to even get involved with this. For there, There's a lot of paperwork that needs to be assigned to you. That's the problem. A lot of people think that it's just going to be a flashbang boom and you're in hell and you're burning and for eternity. That's not the case at all. Really what it is, is that you get down and you're questioned. They want to know what you did. You would think that we would know those kind of things, but like I said, there's been budget restrictions. It used to be a lot different back in, as far back as about 87, we were doing it completely different. Since 87, we've really, really kind of cut the cords on things. We're in the process of revision. That said, you come down to hell. You meet the angel of death. He takes you into a room and we ask you a few questions. We want to know exactly, we really want to know exactly what your mindset is. Just a, small-time criminal is this your first murder are you a pedophile things like that you understand what i'm saying from that point like dan said we're actually in the seventh circle of hell right now and i know you i wish you could see it we'll have to work on maybe we can do a zoom next time maybe a zoom Um, yeah i would rather not go but i would i would zoom you more than happy well the problem is is that the cameras tend to melt when they're down Oh, That's gotcha. the problem. Well, then so, how is Dan? How is Dan holding a microphone? I'm glad you asked that question, Steve. I actually put a satanic curse on it. Oh, oh, because Dan. Yeah. It's a wireless microphone, but it's really an XLR microphone, meaning that you got to yes. plug that in. Yeah, I know a few things because I used to be a roadie back in the day. I used to be a roadie for Foghat. I, I would imagine signing the contract with you kind of helps Dan down there a little bit since he's going to be, I'm assuming. You know, being that you signed a contract, he's going to be chilling with you later on, right? Bro, I didn't sign any fucking con- Can I? I didn't okay, sign any bad, contract. What? I don't I really mean- like this, dude. Is this something that, like, do you know something that I don't know? All in time, big boy. All in time. So back to the, back to the different. Yeah, yeah, sorry you're, about that. You're, you're, saying, you're saying Hitler's not in the same zone no, as someone who robbed no, a bank. No, 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 no. It's much like a prison system. Prison. Yeah, you know, we, we, we actually have different sections. There's, uh, like, for instance, there's uh, the, the sixth circle of hell. It's where we keep all of the pedophiles, uh-huh. you know, sex offenders and things like that. They have their own special hell. And you the have seventh? people that have. The seventh? 
Yeah, what's what's worse than a pedophile? Well, the seventh right now, because we've had the budget restrictions and we had to let a lot of people go, we are actually using the seventh circle of hell as more of an HR kind of place oh, for meetings and such. Because we do plan on doing a full invasion of the earth and taking over and setting it afire. But I mean, you're not. doing a good job so far. You're doing a very because I'm thank wondering. You. I think, thanks for noticing. Thank you. We have put in some extra efforts lately. Since you have an HR, I would imagine that you have satanic secretaries. Is that how that works? Doing the paperwork. We call them secretaries just for the sake of being witty. Uh, satanic secretaries. Yeah, I didn't make it up. We actually have a Jan. Jan in marketing is the one that did that. She's a real bitch, and I just don't feel like dealing with her. So I just went ahead and let her have that, so she feels important at work. And we're going to kind of take it a little bit down a notch, unfortunately, but I have to bring this up. Oh, of course. Uh, you have probably the most famous defeat in history. How did you recover from getting beat by a person that was on a cross and then came back three days later, technically a zombie, and beat you? Did you not see the three days later thing happening? or That was a bit of a surprise, I have to say. That, that was something okay. that uh, God had in his back pocket, if you will. He really threw me for a loop on that one. Listen. <laughs> I'm not trying to even say that I'm the best. Between heaven and hell, I know my limitations. But quite frankly, that gives me more liberty to be as evil as I want. So I don't necessarily want to be the best. So it was kind of like, you ever seen a boxer or heard about boxers throwing fights? I have. That's what I did. I threw the fight. You threw the fight? Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's put it this way. I would Uh kick his ass, okay? I, would I mean, we, we kind of saw the fight, sort of. Uh, uh, Satan, we kind of saw it. It's fake news, man. Oh. I don't know. Oh, has that gotten okay. up there yet? Because it takes a while for things to get from hell to uh-huh. earth. And approximately, oh God, let me check my calendar real quick. Yeah, I think it was around four years ago. I decided I was going to make a new phrase. And I was going to call it fake news. So it should be there. Did that sound familiar when I said that fake news? Uh, I do. You know, I, I have a feeling that it did a lot more than you think it does. Because were you were you behind Fox News? Was that you? Pardon my pause. I'm really not at liberty to talk about that for legal reasons. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, because, you know, but you're asking good questions. For the first person to ever podcast with the Prince of Darkness, I think you're doing a fine job. I appreciate I appre- I don't like how you're kind of buttering me up, but here's the thing. I'm buttering you up so I can roast you over a pit and eat your innards. Just like you did Jesus, right? <laughs> I can't wait to meet you in person, Hudson. I'm jo- I'm jo- uh, hey, hey, no, I'm no, joking. No, 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 please, please. Just just let the lips flap. Go ahead and just let it all come out. I'm joking. Okay. I am totally yeah. joking. <laughs> me too. You know, hey, you did that whole slavery thing, so I think I can joke with you a little bit. You know, sometimes you try to do some things. You think you're doing a good thing. In retrospect, I'll say I kind of fucked up on that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Listen, here's the misconception about me. Everyone thinks that I'm a real bad guy because I'm the prince of darkness and it created evil, essentially. That's me. But that's not the case. I'm a pretty reasonable guy. I make mistakes. Sometimes I own my mistakes. If I didn't own my mistake, it doesn't mean that I didn't do it in private. I'm just not letting you folks uh, get the satisfaction. Do you know what okay. I mean? Because there is a there's an image that needs to be upheld. Okay, I totally get it. So, do you mind if I call uh, you Steve? By the way, I'm sorry. I, 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 I understand I mean, that I'm the Prince of Darkness, but to be fair, this is your podcast. And I by the way, I have to hour. say, yeah, this guy right here, he's he's busy playing with chains somewhere. Get away from the chains. Get away, Ramirez. Get away from the chains. Well, well. 
before I let you go, I, I, I have oh, one so thing. Oh, so soon? We're already done. Here's what, here, I want to know. I want to know something. Can, yeah. Yeah. How would the listeners get in touch with you if they want to kind of know more about Satan? Well, you basically have to worship me. That's the way to do it. Oh. Sacrificing an animal in a field oh. somewhere may get you some, some bonus points. It's, believe it or not, you would think that people are trying to scurry away. like It's like it's a rats on a sinking ship. They don't want to go to hell. You would think that. It's not the case. We actually have it really good down here. So it's not as hard to get a hold of me, but you just have to do some of that technical work. You know, you need to go and ah. kill a rabbit in a field. And then you just have to say my name 75 times while you're covering yourself in the rabbit's blood. And I'll show up. Oh, that's I've all. got a lot of time on my hands right now. If it's not me showing up, it's going to be one of my representatives. But I assure you, they're all very thorough. And yeah, it's it's probably not what you expected. I was I was expecting to talk with you a little bit longer, and we can always do this again sometime soon. Oh, for sure, we can't wait. I wanted to let you guys know this whole podcasting thing is new to me, and I wanted to thank you for having me on. I've been thinking that I want to do my own show. What are you going to call it? Satan Cast. Satan, you're with with, with the, the secretary of the Satan Cast. You are really hurting my feeling with your creativity. Not great. Not great. Got to be real. And what do you think, Satan Cast? Or Hellcast? Um, neither cast. Oh, you disappoint me. That's it. I mean, both sound great. Both sound great. Both sound amazing. It's all I, said I, and done. Don't, don't, don't I, worry. Don't worry about backtracking. I, the clock is ticking. Let's just say the hourglass has been turned over. I'll be seeing you oh, soon, too. And also, I, I, I uh, before I let you go, I want to let you know, I don't appreciate you doing the All Lives Matter thing. You could have kept that little saying. That wasn't me. Oh, it was not? No, oh, no, my no. goodness. Oh. They didn't even listen to mine. Mine was Red Lives Matter. Because I had to represent the demons down here. But then I, I actually squashed the whole thing because we're, we're all undead. So it really doesn't matter. I was just trying to be topical, get in there, earn some points with some people. But turns out there's not a lot of red people on the earth. Actually red people. But I was referring to demons. Are these the kind of quick witticisms we're going to get on the Hellcast thing? No, no, no. I think I'm going to do a metal show. Ooh, that is not on the, that's not on the line. That's like right on the button for you, I guess. There are a lot of bands that worship me. A lot. So I just want to give them a little something back from the Prince of Darkness. Play their music. Get them out there. Spread the word, if you will. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Satan. Thank you for coming. We're going to talk to you soon, brother. Hey, hey no problem. Glad to be here. Uh, by the way, if you want to get a hold of me, remember, just kill a bunny. Recite my name 75 times. I'll be there. We can talk. We can work out the details later. Steve, thank you very much. I'm going to go. Hey, you're up, buddy. Quit playing with the chains. No, Hitler can't talk to you. He's on timeout. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, Dan's coming back right now. Bye, everybody. Nice meeting you. See you soon. <laughs> All right, man. Let me step out of this portal real quick. I was really surprised you didn't talk to him very long, but I can't hear anything, so give me one second. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was a fun conversation, Ooh. man. I was he listening to it. I only heard his side of things. It didn't sound like you went real controversial with him or anything. No, he, he's an interesting dude. Uh, he really, um, I think he needs a friend. Dan, listen, G, I just want to say something. Okay. This is going to sound weird. I'm on the right side of things. He's not a bad guy. Look, he, I'm just, listen, he's done a lot of bad things. 
But I'm just saying he's, he's kind of nice to talk to. I like him. He's very professional. Here's what I'll tell you. Um, be careful, Dan. Just, you know, be, I mean, I, I think he, he really, that whatever contract you guys got, he's taking it seriously. I don't know what he was talking about. Don't worry about that. He just told, like, I ex- just oh, expect the show to be very successful from here on out. He handed me this form, and it said the Robert Johnson protocol. I didn't even know what that was. It sounded good. Sounds like we were going to make, we were going to get monetized this year. People are going to be buying our merch. Uh, he told us he promised mm-hmm. a better logo. He said that one of his agents okay. would approach me and make our logo better. Did you sign anything for that? I didn't sign anything. There was no pens down there. And I did cut myself so and the blood fell on the, on the, uh, the contract. Okay. But I don't think. Done. No, I think I'm thinking that he just thinks that's my signature, but it's not. It's just my, my blood. So we should be fine. Perfectly. I mean, hey, 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 listen, listen. I appreciate everything you're doing. Even more so now, I appreciate everything you're doing for the show. Thank you. Like, thank the Ouija board. Anyway, uh, when you're not enjoying the views of Hellfire from the balcony of hell. Want to know something? What? It's, it's kind of pretty down there. Okay. Like, uh, just listen not- to me. Listen to me. Have you ever been camping? Uh, yes, I have. And I hate it. Have you ever sat near a fireplace? Um, I don't have to be camping to sit near a I'm, I'm, Well, these are two different things. I'm just asking, okay. have you done one or the other? Because there's a campfire, there's fireplace. Okay. Don't you like looking at the flames? No. I, maybe it's your upbringing, but I've never maybe had a problem with flames. Maybe I, didn't sign a deal, maybe I didn't sign a deal with the No, devil. I've always liked flames. Okay. They look neat. I used to draw them on my peachy folders. You used to draw flames? Yeah. <laughs> if I had a race car, I'd put some flames on it. Okay. I like fire, Steve. I would have definitely sent you somewhere when I was when you were young. I would have been like, he might need to be talked to. Okay, now I need to talk to you. Okay. Are, are you having a change of heart? Of what? You're speaking like you have faith now. What are we talking about right now? I'm just saying you're speaking to me like you have fear of Satan. Here's what I'll say. I just had a conversation with him. So if he's real, God must be real. No, right? I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's he's. Not real. We just talked to him. You talked to him mostly. I wish I could have got in on that, but I couldn't. Next time, I'll bring two microphones. This was a little bit on the hasty side of things. Hey, I got a question. Well, hold on. I'm just saying, if you fear the man, the demon, the whatever he is, does that mean you are a God-fearing person now? I was just about to say, we've had one on. Do you think the portal might be able to take you elsewhere? I've never tried. It's very possible. You know who I would really like to talk to is the coronavirus at some point. Oh, that would be great. He's just doing the most right now, Steve. And I think that, I don't even know if it's a he. Maybe it's a she. Um, I think he said he. Did he say he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was busy. They, you know, they have the coolest chains down there. You know, you hear always hear the rattlings of chains in hell and people are suffering. They're really, really cool chains, Steve. Mr. BDSM over here. I, no, it's not like that. I wasn't okay, getting like a okay. sexual jolly from it, but they're, they, they're, they're cool. They like move on their own and stuff like that's kind of scary at the same time, but I like horror. So it didn't really bother me. You, you probably shouldn't go to the portal anymore, Dan. But we got to try out and see what else, where else we could. Maybe we can go to like well, another planet. That's true. Maybe. If we, can, if we can get coronavirus, God, and a Martian on our show before the end of the year, that would be incredible. Maybe there's something out there we could talk to that we don't even know exists yet. Dan, our, our, our show's about to break ground. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good year, Steve. There's things that are happening that I can't really talk about. I told... Well, I just told somebody that I can't. I would uh, keep certain things quiet. Well, I tell you, I kind of worried about you. Look for <laughs> the show's going to skyrocket. I'm just going to say that. So something funny happened this week, Dan. Uh, so uh, when I was at work, Dan 
called me and said, hey, man, uh, there's a movie I want you to see. And he gave me a movie. I'm not going to tell you what the movie is, but he gave me a movie. We'll talk about it in a bit. Um, and I planned on watching that movie. But then later on, I'm, I'm online and I see Dan. We're, we're in our awesome group. And Dan is raving about something. And I have to go spin up to find out what is Dan talking about? Because it goes from, it's really good. Oh, it would give me an anxiety watching this. Oh, da, 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 da. I was like, okay, what, oh, what I know in where the you're world going. is happening? Yeah. And so I see this thing and it, he's talking about alone. Yes. And I said to myself, I said, I think I saw part of that episode. I think I saw part of the first episode. But I was like, Dan doesn't rave about many things. He doesn't rave. He will say, oh, it's really good. I liked it. But he doesn't rave about stuff. So I'm like, okay, I need to at least be in Daniel's head to see what the crap he's talking about. So I watch, I, I say, I'm going to watch an episode. So I, I rewatch the first one I watched. I'm like, okay. And then I watched the second one. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. Yeah. Time out. So this is alone on Netflix. And season six, by the way. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. I'll talk about that. They only have one? They're, they can be found. You can find them, the rest of them on Hulu. I just learned that today, as a matter of fact. I did not know that. Um, so one thing is funny. I was sitting there watching it, and all of a sudden I get the shock of my life. Ray comes on screen. Oh. I was like, what the hell are you doing there, man? Why? What are you, what are you trying to there? what are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. What are you doing there, bruh? And he's all, I'm like, he doesn't seem like the type to be. And he starts talking like, oh, he's definitely the type. As soon as he starts talking, I'm like, brother, I would have known you were different from the moment I met you. (laughs) If someone was like, hey, Ray went to the wilderness, I'd be like, of course he did. Because as you meet this person, he's a different type of individual. So what the the thing is, you will win a million dollars. There's a group of what, eight contestants? 10 in the beginning? Wasn't it $500,000? I thought it was a meal ticket. I'm pretty sure it's $500,000 and you spend 100 days in the Arctic. So it's, and and the funny thing is, at first you're thinking, for me, I already knew. I'm like, I, I couldn't do that. But you're thinking, someone that's really trained can do that. But then you realize they put them in the wilderness at a very interesting time as far as weather goes. They don't put them in at a beautiful time at all. Here's the funny part. There's a bunch of parts in this show where I was like, this person's trained and I don't think you should do that. And then later on that day, you're like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, uh, uh, for instance, this guy kills a fish and then eats the fish eggs raw. Yeah. There was one was, that really got to me, though. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you should do that. And you know what's funny about it? Later on, he starts feeling weird. And I was like, oh, he, yeah, he's, he ate the fish eggs. And it wasn't until way later, he's like, maybe it has something to do with me eating those fish eggs. I'm like, and this guy's, a, this guy's an outdoorsman? Yeah, but here's the thing, man. People eat that stuff all the time. The problem yeah, was is that he caught this fish. He left a trap. And he kn- who knows how long that fish had been there. I mean, it must have been within hours because he said, you know, he came back the next yes! day. But he was saying that maybe it was the bacteria that builds up on the fish eggs because he but didn't know how long the fish was dead. Totally. But if he knew that, if he knows that, 
if you feel sick, the first thing you can be like, what did I eat different today? Yeah. I don't normally do raw fish eggs. That's not a normal course of action for me, I don't think. Maybe I shouldn't have eaten that. Let me, let me just say something real fast. So these people, there's 10 of them, okay? They're all survivalists. They're all trained in their lives somehow. Some of them do this stuff for a living. They teach people how to survive in the wilderness. Some of them are just hardcore. They're all hardcore. They're all super hardcore. Yes, they but they all come from different walks of life, but they have these, these skills with them, these survival skills. And they're allowed to take 10 personal items with them. Some people chose a hatchet. Some people chose fishing, you know, fishing line. Some people have a yeah. bow and arrow. Those are the smart motherfuckers right there. Didn't, didn't one of them have a gun? A gun? I don't recall seeing a or gun. Or was it just an arrow? No, I've just, all that I remember seeing Jordan. was bow and arrow. No, Jordan had a hatch. Jordan, Jordan's the dude, man. <laughs> that guy's fucking hate, awesome. He's the person I hate the most. Why? He's terrible. You think so? Yes. How far are you him. into this? I am, I'm at the part where he shoots a moose totally wrong. Yeah, okay. Okay, King Hudson. <laughs> Killer of animals. <laughs> this, listen, these guys are left out there. They're not, they don't have any food, nothing. They have to hunt whatever they see. I know that's fine. But so he shoots a moose and then he has to, you're saying that he killed it wrong because he had to wait for it to die. All those hours. And when you Google the hunters that are watching this show, they're like, oh, that's not how you do it. I don't, he's probably not a real hunter hunter. He's probably not. But the thing was, he was like, he, he was making sense to me. He's like, I don't want this thing to charge me and kill me. I would rather just see it lose energy and blood. I probably would do the same thing. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Have I you gotten to anything about the Wolverine yet? I, you, here's the funny part. I just, it, I ended it when um, she, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how she did it though. I, uh, they never showed how, anyway, uh, she, they got out and they're like, oh my God, those are Wolverine tracks. That's where I stopped. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan is the man. I have watched the whole thing. I will not give the reveal. Oh, cool. I won't do that to you, but thank you. Presently, my, my feelings are that he's the only one that's really doing it right. There's a couple people that are doing it right. You know what I loved? I loved the guy at first, though. I don't even remember his name. He was the first episode. And he's talking shit. And he was kind of a little bit of a misogynist. You know, he was saying stuff like, oh, these, these earthy women. He was making fun of the women and how they were going to survive. And he fucking breaks his leg the first day. <laughs> Gee. Gee. Maybe it was the second day, but still. It's like, that's what you get. And then another guy that's apparently been trained yeah. <laughs> somehow he eats, he eats. I knew that was going to go bad from the right from the get go. I think there I'm and I, here's the thing. If those are the only two getting sick from eating something situations, then that's, that means all these people are really good because if no one else gets sick from their food, I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. You know, the thing was with him, we're talking about the muskrat guy, right? Yes. Yes. This guy, <laughs> this guy seems like he knows his shit and he goes and he kills a muskrat and he's like, you know, you have to make sure and clean out the bowels and blah, blah. He's like getting scientific with it as to why you do these things so you don't get sick. And this is kind of a spoiler, but it's not that big of a deal. He gets so fucking sick. He's saying, oh, I feel dude. like my insides are alive. <laughs> Parasites. I mean, how long do you think you would last? Um, for me, I would probably have taken the boat back with the cat with the crew when they dropped the people off. You know what? I'm cool. I changed my <laughs> mind. I have totally like when because the thing is, here's what I was impressed with. Number one, my favorite people are the women. It seems like they are the most down to earth and are not trying to make themselves out to be some tough alpha human. 
They're just like, look, we're here. We're trying to get this thing done. Let's try to make it. Where all the other guys would be like, when I was, one dude, one dude was like, hey, would you like to learn some Krav Maga? Let me show you a few Krav Maga moves. I'm like, of course, that's the guy. No one talks like that on there, Steve. Dude, that's him. (laughs) So you take the throat, right? He tries to grab you and then you go boom and kick him in the ground. I'm like, oh, dude, you're like, you're like the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Forget about it. That's him. I'm like, oh, all you need is the tights. That's what's, all you need. <laughs> what's cool about this show is that people, you have a few of those alpha guys, just a couple of them, actually. And I think that they, well, they meet their fate pretty soon. Well, I think you have to be, you have to be pretty fucking confident to do this. One of the women previously lived a year and a half with her friend just in the wilderness. Oh, and the thing is, you wouldn't know it by how they talk. They're just uh, like, they're, they're, some of them make- look like they've been by themselves a little no, bit. I'm saying long. how they talk. They're just like, Hey, you know, we're, we're making this thing work. We're doing this thing. And it's just, for me, the men are the ones that are like, so you take this thing. Right. And you, I'm like, maybe it's just <laughs> inherent. These are how different the people that do this thing are. Maybe the split is that delineated where it's like, yeah, that's one side. That's the other side. They're both in their groups because the women just act totally different. So different. And I'm like, I could watch them. The guys are just, I know that not one, except for Ray. <laughs> Ray would be fun to talk to until he gets, you know, interesting. Then I'd have to be like, okay, that's about, I'm going to have to go home. When he started, uh, he, my heart went out at a certain part to him when he really got emotional. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is, at well, first I started laughing, but then I was like, oh, wait, his is real. Like, he's really been like, I tricked this thing. Yeah. And that's that's the thing though. This situation will play not only on your body but on your mind as well. You're out sure. there by yourself, with mm-hmm. the exception of the occasional health check, and and I think that's pretty true for the most part. Like because they're carrying a camera with them, they have a camera and a selfie stick, and they're mm-hmm. documenting every single thing they do. They are by themselves until someone comes to do a health check on them. Being left to your own devices that long, you're going to start having this yeah. inner monologue with yourself, you know, or and mm-hmm. and. He, this guy that he's talking about found camaraderie with one of the woodland creatures. <laughs> and then, you know, when you get hungry, things happen. So he's dealing with that. I, I think that, uh, towards the end, you really start seeing how it plays on people's minds because some, like this one dude, I won't say who, but this one guy, he's got like, I think he said a week and a half worth of reserves. His shit was all like, he was the wilderness guy. He did a fantastic job. He was ready. He was bored. He's just like, I'm just sitting here. I'm just bored all the time. The boredom is killing me. He's like, I don't need to worry about food. I have shelter. Everything's good to go. I'm bored. I miss my family. I'm, I'm missing my kids growing up. And that's how this dude taps out. So, and then there's the other one who I won't say who, but one of them starts getting, uh, it was a, it's a woman. And she starts going super earthy after a while. Like, and you can tell, cause it'll say little things like, you know, a lack of, you know, lack of a, uh, sustenance will make you hallucinate or make you whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you could see this shit happening to these people. It's crazy to watch them break down because then it becomes a game of calories. You have to survive. You have to hunt for your food. If you don't have food for like a couple days, three days, you start losing. You have to put your calories on reserve. So just going out and checking your traps or trying to fish or something like that burns this crazy amount of calories. And these people are like bedridden and stuff. It's crazy what the elements do to them. I don't like uh, reality TV shows. I found this show so fascinating and I could not put it down. I blasted through the whole season, dude. It's so good. 
I, I would recommend that if you like reality shows, but you're not into crazy, cheesy competitions or drama or a cheesy host that's trying to stir up trouble, just people being themselves, trying to survive any way that they possibly can. I mean, you're talking about being asleep in your tent at night. These people have to put you know, fires in their tents to stay warm. You could go up in flames in your sleep if some moss catches on fire. You can eat the wrong thing and die if you just want to be stubborn and not get treatment. You know, you can you can eat you could starve to the point where you're losing so much weight that your organs start to shut down on you and they have to pull you. This one dude lost 80 pounds in a month, bro. Which is insane. Yeah. Was it a month? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was because they're out there for I think the longest they go is around 80 days, if I'm not mistaken, right in that neighborhood. So maybe it wasn't a, uh, maybe it was like a month and a half or something, but they were, people are losing like a pound and a half a day on that show. That's substantial. That's really substantial. And I think the the interesting part about the movie was that, um, or the show is people like myself. Uh, I know that there are animal lovers, some that, you know, probably listen to the show. You can easily fast forward through the parts that you don't like to see. And it still leaves so much awesome show. Like, it's really just fun to see these people slowly start being like, uh, you know, what am I doing here? Is this worth it? And I know that they probably got back to the camp. It was like, I could have totally, I could have totally won. But you start being like, is this worth me doing this thing? Like, and I get it. I get it where you're just like, what am I doing here? What, what am I doing? And then you get home, you're like, that was a freaking million dollars that I walked. Especially imagine leaving because you're like, oh, I can't find anything to, li- to, to eat. You get home to your wife and your wife is like, couldn't find anything to eat, huh? A million dollars. Couldn't just <laughs> eat like a plant or something, you know what I mean? A squirrel or something. A million dollars, you get home. She would probably never let you, literally would never, if you were like, man, it's hard to find a job. She'd be like, you know why we wouldn't have to find a job had you just dealt with not eating for a few days. That's easy to say. That's easy to say. <laughs> that, then, I know, but then that's saying. not the right person for you. I'd be like, take your privileged ass out there and try to do what I did. It's not sure. that easy. I killed a fucking moose and it wasn't enough to survive. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm saying like most of them leave for a good reason. Yeah. A few of them leave just because you're like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, that one, this one particular person had all of his shit together and had a supply of food and was just killing it. Anything he did, he would succeed. He had the nicest tent or a shelter rather. Like his shelter looked like a log cabin. Some people are just, it looks like a big pile of bushes, you know, but this dude, look, it had like shelves and stuff. He had done every single thing possible to the point where he's like, I have nothing to do. It's just time. Time's my enemy right now. I leave. I'm, I'm quitting. I tap out. Totally get, and I totally get that. That's because you you are if you have children that you're that you're watching grow up. 100 days, dude. They learn a lot of stuff that you just totally missed out. Yeah. Now, and for for me, it's like, um, I'm already saying I couldn't do it. Period. I like could not do it. Period. You know what I'm saying? I remember, uh, like I told the listeners a while ago, when uh, we went camping at Joshua Tree, and our teacher made us sit five miles apart by ourselves for like 12 hours. And just be like, do something. Help. <laughs> Dude, we just sit there like, oh, and about around hour three, you're just like, you look at your watch. You stop, You just stop looking. You're like, it's only been three hours? Feels like I've been out here for 120 freaking. Because there's just nothing. And soon you just write and you do stuff. And I'm like, imagine just being that and then having to search for food 
and then being cold and it being a hundred times that all you're just a hundred days. You don't know who's going to give up first. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, dude, it's, it's a fun thing to watch what your brain will do in order to keep you going. And uh, I look forward to uh, like one girl stabbed herself in the leg. Oh, with, uh, she um, keeps injuring herself. So throughout yeah, the entire thing. They didn't, did they, they didn't show how she stabbed herself with the bow. She just went back to the camp like, dang. I think she had it hanging when she was walking and it was just oh. one of those, oops, you know, they're sharp. So I think she actually did it herself. She, she gets jacked up so much she, on this show. When she cut herself and I, she started kind of freaking, I was like, oh, just calm down till the camera showed it. <laughs> I was like, oh, snip. She for real jacked herself. Oh, yeah. And some of it, you're like, how did you even, I had to rewind it. And I was like, do you know how hard you had to work to cut yourself like that doing what you were doing? It just seems like she might be a person that hurts themselves. Not as bad as homeboy that broke his foot the first day. Yeah. I'm not going to say like where she falls in this, like in the competition, but I will say that her, her last injury, that's not giving anything away. I'm just saying it's this the last time she injures herself on the show. It's pretty great. It's just like, really that too. Like, she seems like she is uh, like, she's one of those people who are like, guess who hurt themselves. And you would just say her name. Yeah. Like, oh, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, homegirl. How'd she do it? Oh, well she was walking in a wide open field with nothing to hurt her. And somehow she cut off her arm. But like, yeah, of course she did. Yeah. I don't even need to hear the story. But yeah, it's a fun sh- Like, dude, I'm glad I watched this. I'm surprised I you liked it. Waste, I wasted, like, last night, dude, four hours of, of uh, life watching this sh- because it just kept on going and going. And I was doing other stuff, working out, doing this. And it was just fun to watch. Like, say, hey, this is, this is magnificent. Yeah, you know, it started off. I was actually just looking on my phone, chilling on the couch. And Gail's the one that started watching it. And she just wouldn't put it down. I'm like, okay, this must be somewhat interesting. Watched an episode. It only took one episode and I was completely hooked on it. It's freaking good, dude. And so it, it wasn't, I'm glad that I revisited due to you raving about it. Like I hadn't seen you talk about a show like this for like, dude, I haven't, I don't think I have for a long time. I don't really recall raving about it as you put it. I mean, I just said, this is a really cool show. It's so good, but. Uh, I think it was more than that. I, I don't. I, have I don't feel that, but I'm glad that you watched it. Like I, I was even going. Should I even suggest this to him? Because quite honestly, I didn't think you'd watch it. I I've have, suggested I better things to you before, and you're like, eh, I didn't feel like watching it. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bother oh, with this. One. Yeah, that's true. You. This one was just. Uh, uh, the thing is, I shouldn't have liked it. There is nothing for me on this at all. Uh, but I watched it, and uh, it just it took me in. Where it's like, oh, there is no. There's, it's just watching these people. I think that's the most fun watching how the individual people are interacting with themselves, just talking to themselves, trying to get themselves going. One dude is like freaking, he's a, uh, uh, like a survivalist and he's having a rough time. He's like, dude, this is freaking is hard. I train people to survive in this situation. And in this situation, it's pretty freaking hard. You know what I'm saying? When you got a survivalist out there being like, this is difficult. I know that it's like the the marketing of the show itself, right? But according to the show, this is their most extreme environment. The cold, the scarcity of food. There's like a big fire in the area. So there's a lot of wildlife that's gone. According to them, this is the most, you know. Of the, the, all their the, seasons, you mean? Yes, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Because I, I, I thought, yeah, that makes, I want to see the other seasons. I want to know what, what else they, uh, 
go through because this led me into other shows. Like after wasting four hours here, I went into I shouldn't be alive, and I was like, oh, I like these things. <laughs> I, like, I like seeing people uh, reenact, being like, oh, this is where I almost died, and there's six seasons of that too. Like, yeah, this is how I almost died. See, I think time. that's I think that's why I like this one more is because there's really none of that. This is all happening. I wouldn't say real time, of course, but it's just them. There's no narrator. There's nobody no. that's just cheesing it down. It's just survival, straight up survival. And it's fucking awesome. These people are awesome. All of them. It's yeah. It's, it's the thing is it's dual. It's like if, if someone was like, Hey, we're all fighting to be an astronaut. You're going to say none of you are going to be an astronaut. This thing is like, I can see how a human can survive for a hundred days. It just would be really, really hard. So it's not, so outlandish that you're like, why am I watching this? It's impossible. You're not going to make it. There's a motherfucker that's at, it's, it's at night. He wakes up and it has the, uh, you know, the um, infrared camera and everything. And he's like, oh, what's that? What's that out there? I hear some growling and you hear it. It's like, <laughs> he's like circling around the tent. He goes, out. this dude kills a Wolverine with an ax in the dark. That's dope. Listen. Listen, <laughs> your boy, dog. Shut up. <laughs> You'd be crying. You'd be coming no, home. I week wouldn't two. be. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be there. Oh, I thought you were going to go with your kangaroo tactics. No, or something. it was a situation where I'd be like, dog, you see this video right here? Cast crew director. This is why I went back with y'all because stuff like this. And then another dude I saw in a preview being like, I think there's a bear outside. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you are entirely too comfy, comfy with that idea to be so cool. He's just, and because I was like, maybe he's just trying to be quiet. No, he's like, ah, I think there's a bear outside my tent. I was like, are you just used to bears? One person, I won't say who, kills a hair, skins the hair, like just basically pulls the hair off all in one piece, makes a puppet out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're losing that's what i'm saying you watch that's people start losing. to lose it they're just doing anything they can to stay cognizant i guess of everything that's going on and not get too into their head and and be able to also, stay motivated a, like you said the hardest thing they're doing the most difficult thing they are accomplishing is being by themselves for 100 days that's a lot that in itself is a lot by it's the only people i heard doing like stuff like that and that's even like like classic writers would do that. But that was to write books. And you had food. And you had water. And you had all these things you don't have to deal with. All you have to deal with the is is with the 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 encroachment of your solitude on your psyche. That's what you have to deal with. These guys have to deal with or in women have to deal with the encroachment of of solitude, trying to find water, trying to find food. And not using too many calories. These are all things you have to juggle now. And you're not, I don't even, they might, do they have pen and paper? I don't know. No. Can they write something? Well, if they decide to bring a pen and paper. Exactly. Why would you bring a pen and paper to the Arctic when you're by yourself? Exactly. No and mailbox. Sure, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, but I'm saying even to like just journal, you know, you're kind of just like, I need something to release this. Sure. Out. I think, you know, write what? it on a rock. I think the, survivalists may have had a, ha, a um ha, but that's anyway but yeah dude th it's a good it's a good show it's fun to um to see and to see what you can and can't do some people listening to this probably would be like i could do that because they just know how to do joe that. stark could do it that dude climbing rocks and shit he could do it 
You think so? I think I'm pretty sure. You know what? I got to get Joe on. I, I was meaning to do that and we, we fell off. But yes, Joe Stark. We'll talk to him about that. Maybe. Do you think he could be out in the wilderness for 100 days? I, I want to hear it from him, but I just, I think so. I think he could do it. If anyone I know that I've talked to in podcasting so far, he's going to be the guy that does it. How long do you think you can make it? Oh, fuck that. I'm not even going. You wouldn't. But I'm saying if you, if for, if pressed. <laughs> we were talking about this, actually. Um, you know, honestly, I think I could last longer than you would expect, but I'm going to be the guy that breaks his damn leg or something like that. That's how I'm going out. <laughs> or, <laughs> or my kidneys yeah. shut down on me or something like that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, what, what, if, what if they said, hey, Dan, um, you're going to be supplied with food for 100 days. How long do you think you could make it? I'll let you know you when I came back. Own, you have to make your own cabin, though. Yeah, I think that I could do that. For 100 days? I don't know. I mean, I would be willing to try. If you're telling me, which really dumbs down the, the competition, of course, but if you were going to say, really. we'll give you food for 100. Yeah, because that really, you'll find that that is the key thing. That's what's keeping everybody. I don't see, for me, I don't think that's what it is. It's totally that. I think it's the loss of human interaction. No, you haven't finished watching the show yet. I got to watch it, but I think people lose their crap and be like, I have to be with. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do that. But when it comes down to this particular season, I will tell you that that becomes the biggest enemy is the is starvation. Starvation. Something I else. I thought you could go. I thought you could go. Oh, anyway. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You could, it, yeah, yeah. We could fall down the rabbit hole on this one. Yeah, but we I will say that. right now that yeah. I absolutely loved the show. I didn't realize I was raving about it as hard as Steve says, but that's cool because I did really love the show. Uh, I watched the whole thing. I'm plan on watching because you can go to Hulu or the History Channel app and you can watch the rest of like all other five seasons. I think I'll just go to Hulu. I'm going to try and watch them and, and hopefully it's going to capture that magic again. I mean, they are into season six. We'll see. But they really got I, their groove going. Now. Yeah. But I mean, starting off with season six, I don't really know how they can top that one. It was really, really fucking interesting. I will go as far as to say that I will give a loan season six by itself. Fuck it. I'm going to give it five out of five dead wolverines nice i'm gonna give this easily 3.5 out of five okay i really no enjoyed the show so maybe i was yeah, raving about i liked it i liked it because I, I want everybody awesome. to watch this one i thought it was very very fun yeah check it out it's fun it's on uh the six seasons on netflix it's called alone check it out let us know what you think all you animal lovers tell me if i'm totally over exaggerating all right. Lastly, Steve, I know you were going to watch this. You didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, something that I wanted to talk about that came out last week. It's called The King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson, Bill Burr, Marissa Torme. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let me give you the breakdown. Scott has been a case of arrested development since his firefighter dad died. He spends his days smoking weed and dreaming of being a tattoo artist until events force him to grapple with his grief and take his first steps forward in life. Directed by Judd Apatow, written by Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson. And... I got to tell you, man, I used to have this opinion of Pete Davidson. I don't know what it is. Perhaps I was judging a book by its cover. Perhaps I was judging him off of his limited time on Saturday Night Live. I mean, I know he's still on there, but he doesn't really get a lot of you know, screen time. Uh, perhaps I was judging him on, I don't know what, but I was judging the guy. And I got to tell you, I was judging wrong. Like this dude is the real deal. He's going to, he's, he's getting better and better every single time he makes a movie. And The King of Staten Island is no difference. Like, that is a really, really fucking good movie. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit. Basically, what happens is he plays Scott Carlin, and his dad died in a fire, okay? 
the reason that I bring that up is because this is loosely based on his life story. His dad, Pete Davidson's dad actually died. He was a firefighter that died in 9-11. And he's been dealing with that ever since, you know, and he brings it up in his comedy a lot. It's very dark comedy sometimes. And obviously this is something like my dad just died of, of heart failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? And liver, he had liver problems and he, and he had other health issues, but like, it was all kind of natural and I watched it happen and it still fucks me up to this day. So I'm reason that I'm bringing that up is this happens to him when he's like seven years old. And obviously that stuff's going to stick with him. So not only is Scott, well, both of them, but in this case, Scott, the character dealing with the loss of his father, it's, you see how like the lack of presence of his father being there and all of the like woulda, shoulda, coulda stuff. Like, what what would my life be like if my dad was still here? You know, if everything from jealousy to rage, you know, he, he acts out all the time. He's a, he's also got ADD really badly. So he's unable to really like function in society. He's basically turned into a, uh, a bigger version of the kid that he was back in the day. And Marissa Torme, his mom is left to take care of him and his sister. His sister, on the other hand, is a lot more, she's got her, she's got her wits about her a little bit more. She's on her way to college and there's this like contrast and maybe a competition between the two of them because Pete Davidson or Scott Carlin, I should say, he feels that jealousy. He knows that he, that he's seen differently by his mom. He's, he's the least favorite. So he's got a lot of problems, but he spends his day just getting high and just kind of sponging off of everybody. He's got this girl, not really girlfriend, but he has this set of friends that he kicks it with. And, uh, this girl that he grew up with and is part of the crew is actually like his special friend, his friend with benefits, if you will. So there's that that's Hello. going on. But like the dynamic between those two, her, she's played, her name is Kelsey. She's played by uh, Belle Powley, by the way. She does a really good job in this. Just the way that he treats her and treats his friends and treats his family. You can just tell this guy just doesn't take life very seriously. He's never had any life challenges that he's stepped up and tried to combat you know it's just he's just a grown it kind of makes him out to be like a terrible person to be honest with you but there's more to it than that i mean there's definitely a mental handicap that's going on but this movie is about him trying to find his way i'm not going to say that he makes it all the way but it's definitely like learning about himself and learning about you know what happens when dynamics change in this case bill burr steps in and as um his mom's love interest and the way that these two meet, I'll just give you this part. There's a, he's hanging out with a uh, Scott's hanging out with his homies down by the lake or in the forest. Kind of looks like a little bit of both. And this kid comes by and he's out there doing tattoos on his buddy. And he's like, Oh, I want a tattoo. He's like, yeah, I'll give you a tattoo, man. They're like, no, 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 don't give him a fucking tattoo. Kids like, yeah, I want one. He's like, all right, what do you want? He's like, I'll do a, uh, do the punisher. But, uh, his dad finds out about this and he goes to Scott's house, curses him out. And it turns out that it's Bill Burr and he's a fireman as well. And then there's a relationship that starts up with Marissa Tormey's mom. And then it's a matter of Scott dealing with that. So now he's dealing with the, you know, the fact that his sister's gone. He's the only one left and who's going to take care of him kind of thing. And then Bill Burr's character comes in and kind of takes away that role from him. And they have this really like turbulent relationship for a while. And then I'll kind of stop right there because it's one of those things. It's one of those movies where differences get worked out and how it gets worked out is great. Judd Apatow, man, I'd have to say this is probably one of his best movies. Like, I'm not a huge Apatow fan. I loved 40 Year Old Virgin. Uh, what else has he done? He's done um, Knocked Up. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he did Adam Sandler's stand up comedy one. I forgot what that was called. Yeah, This Is 40. He's done all of those. Yeah. And they're they're good. I think I'd have to go with probably Crashing's me. good. His shows are good. Uh, Crashing's a good show. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. But I would have to say that 
out of the three I'm picking, which is 40 year old virgin knocked up. And then of course, King of Staten Island, this one's up there, man. I mean, Steve Carell did a really good job in that one. And the cast is so good. And there's so much going on in 40 year old virgin that I may have to give that one the edge. But this was a really impressive movie. I, I really fucking liked it, man. There's a lot of highs and lows in this. There's a lot of family dynamics. Some of it hit close to home. His friends, everything, like the way that he hangs out with his friends and their conversation, it's all really funny, but it's all very real at the same time. Just the, the, um, I was listening to a podcast. I won't say the name of it, but it's a very popular movie review podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one, but they hated this movie. And I think what it came down to was that these three individuals that were talking about it have never really lived a life like that. Like Staten Island's kind of like a dirty place. It's known to be a dirty place. And I know that uh, Pete Davidson is kind of, he kind of hates Staten Island. And I think it it was, it was because how he was treated when he was a kid. And, you know, he just doesn't have a very good impression of Staten Island. And, uh, he, he finds a way to like embrace all of that and make this great movie. But I think there's a whole bunch of people like these three podcasters that I'm talking about that they just never have grown up in something like that. So it's hard for them to relate. Maybe they didn't smoke weed a bunch when they were kids, or maybe they just grew up in a more privileged area, whatever it is, they had trouble resonating with this movie. I will say I did not. So maybe that says something about me, but I think if you can just kind of put all that away and not put yourself into that situation and just watch it for the movie that it is. I think it's very, very good. It's actually a little bit of a longer movie too. It's over two hours long. I want to say it's like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. Longer than you would expect. It doesn't play that way to me though. It just, it went by very quickly. Um, I plan on watching it again actually. And it just dropped on the 12th of June. So if you haven't seen this movie, you can't go and get it at Hulu or, or, you know, Netflix or anything. It's one of those movies that was supposed to hit the theater. And because of COVID, it didn't happen. So now it's one of those 1999 rentals, which I think is totally worth it. I mean, you go to the movies and you have someone with you, you're spending that much anyway, right? So I would definitely suggest watching this. You can check it out on Prime. You can rent it on Apple uh, Was it Apple TV. You can pretty much rent it any place that it's streaming. But it's the King of Staten Island. Pete Davidson is in it, obviously, because that's what we've been talking about. But he also brings in, the reason I said that is, he must be tied to Machine Gun Kelly. Because Machine Gun Kelly makes a small appearance in this one. Is he right? And every single time I've seen Pete Davidson act, well, I shouldn't say that. The last three times I've seen him act, Machine Gun Kelly's there. So that must be his boy. And they're just putting, he's just putting him in movies. He doesn't do anything impressive in this one. Like, I think that he's actually not that bad of an actor. I enjoy his acting way, way more than I enjoy his music. But if you've seen The Dirt on Netflix, you know that he's got chops. He does a decent job for what he's in it for. But I just like that he's kind of bringing him along now. Like, Pete's starting to get his own crew now. He's going to be like Sandler. Where he just brings the same people to all the same movies all the time. But this is a really good one, man. I, I was, I was really hoping that you watched it. If you want, we can talk about it more on the Patreon episode, but I would highly suggest that you put this at the top of your queue. I will do that. And somehow I guess I'm going to have to pay the $20, you know, yeah, like, uh, like an honest person does, yeah. because I don't want to cheat and end up chilling with Satan. I need to be honest, man. Too late for that. Hudson. <laughs> He's still listening. That's crazy. Well done. He's everywhere. Jeez. It's everywhere. They're everywhere. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is- I didn't get my rating real quick. Let me do a rating for it. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. I'll give it a solid four out of five bad tattoos. Oh, sniff. That could be just Pete Davidson in general. That That's There's cool. a really funny part in this movie that has to do with tattoos. That kid is funny, but there's an even better part that has to do with Pete Davidson's tattoos in this movie. 
I know he's really into tattoos because he's covered freaking almost like from neck down. He's covered. So maybe that's why he did that as opposed to making it more of like a comedian type situation. He he put a little bit of distance between reality, you know, but um, I'm glad that he went with the tattoo thing because there's a really funny part at the end of the movie. So, I yeah, check it, out. check it out, man. Four out of five bad tattoos. That is the King of Staten Island. And I recommend you check it. Done deal, people. That brings us to the end, ladies and gentlemen. You had a that's a good two hour episode right here, Dan. Two hours is close enough, Steve. I'll take it. Freaking Dan. We're close. Yeah. On you. Anyway, I love you guys. The next voice you're gonna hear is the man, the myth, the legend, the person who rates everything from Zencaster to the 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 king of Staten Island. I love y'all. Peace out. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. We have more to talk about. We'll be back. Later this week for our Patreon listeners, we're going to be recording a show on Saturday and we will be talking about the five bloods and who knows what else. Maybe a little bit more about this Pete Davidson movie, The King of Staten Island. If Steve will, if he'll actually do me the favor of watching something that I send to him, that would be good. That would be a really good thing to do. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe Satan will be back. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But that's coming this weekend. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you all for listening. We are the Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan Ramirez and that is Steve Hudson. People be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.